is this is uh, Black Music History Month, and we are going to be playing the best in black music. And as we approach the NPR, uh, was it five minutes of NPR? Yep. They're Six taking minutes. up five minutes of our time, whatever. But anyway, we're going to play the best in, in, in black music right here on the Sunday Forum. And we're going to talk some politics along the way. Call in, open lines. Uh, if you are a brother of Omega Psi Five Fraternity Incorporated, please call in. We want to hear from you. If you're not, that's only because yesterday was a rough day, baby. We were out there. We were at the cookout. The cookout over at Perry Harvey Park. Man, let me tell you, it was something else. It was beautiful. And if that's any indication, just a small indication of what's going to happen next year, oh my God. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. There were more riots across France last night over the death of a 17-year-old who was fatally shot by a police officer last week. But France's interior ministry says the fifth night of unrest was less intense, a sign that they may be subsiding. Rebecca Rosman reports from Paris. Just over 700 people were arrested during last night's demonstrations, down from 1,300 the night before. France's interior minister, Gérard Darmanin, credits the decrease in numbers to the work of security forces. More than 45,000 police have been deployed across the country. The increase in police security has been welcomed by some, especially business owners whose stores have been looted. But the riots have also presented a crisis for French President Emmanuel Macron who canceled a scheduled state visit to Germany. Many say the boy's death is a symptom of a much larger problem in France tied to police brutality and systemic racism, especially in the working-class suburbs. For NPR News, I'm Rebecca Rossman in Paris. An environmental campaign group has accused the British energy company Shell of trading Russian gas more than a year after a pledge to pull out of the country. Shell says the shipments don't violate laws or sanctions. The BBC's Ben King has more. Global Witnesses analysis found that last year, Shell handled nearly an eighth of Russia's liquefied natural gas exports by sea and is still buying vast tankers of gas from the Yamal Peninsula in Russia's far north. An advisor to Ukraine's president, Oleg Yustenko, said that the trades helped to fund Russia's aggression and called on the company to use the profits to fund reconstruction in Ukraine. Shell said that the gas shipments were part of long-term contractual commitments, which it could not break. The BBC's Ben King. Lawmakers in Alabama are planning to hold a special session this month to draw a new map of congressional voting districts. The Supreme Court had struck down the state's current map for likely violating the Voting Rights Act. NPR's Hansi Luang reports. The special session of Alabama's legislature is set to last for five days beginning on July 17th. That's more than a month after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the congressional map that Alabama used for last year's midterm elections likely diluted the power of black voters in the state. And that violates Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. A lower federal court is now watching to see if Alabama's Republican-controlled legislature will come up with a new redistricting plan that will have to include more than one majority black district. And that could open up the possibility of two Democrats representing Alabama in the U.S. House of Representatives after next year's elections. Anzi Luong, NPR News. Police in Baltimore, Maryland are investigating a mass shooting this morning. They say at least two people were killed and at least 28 others were wounded, some critically. They say they have no suspects at this time. This is NPR News. Musician Morgan Wallen has topped the Billboard album charts for the past three and a half months. Not since Adele has an artist held the number one spot for so long, and that was more than a decade ago. NPR's Netta Ulibi has more. The Country Stars album, One Week at a Time, topped the Billboard 200 as soon as it came out at the beginning of March. It got more streams that first week than any other country album in history. Somebody Morgan Wallen first found fame as a contestant on the TV show The Voice. In 2021, he was caught on tape using a racial slur while out with friends. His label suspended him and he was banned that year from attending the American Music Awards. Wallen's comeback is not yet complete. In April, he canceled a concert and took six weeks off from his tour to support his third studio album. Wallen said his vocal cords needed rest. Netta Ulibi, NPR News.
The National Weather Service is predicting high temperatures today in the west and southwest U.S. Meteorologist Josh Weiss says the region is now getting the hot and steamy weather that Texas had experienced last week. The potential for record high temperatures expanding um, for California through the weekend. We're looking at several, not, not widespread, but forecast um, high temperature records of 105 to 110 degrees across ports, parts of the central California Valley and desert southwest parts of California. Elsewhere in the country, he says the mid-Atlantic and Midwest states are likely to see wind and rain this weekend. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Pew Charitable Trusts, celebrating its 75th anniversary using data to make a difference and addressing the challenges of a changing world. Learn more at pewtrusts.org. This is NPR. WMNF Tampa. Hey, Ed, you want to play What If? Sure. How do you play? Easy. Just imagine something that you'd like to see happen. Like having it rain tacos on Tuesday? Or how about a four-hour block of folk and acoustic music on WMNF? You don't have to imagine that. It's happening every Sunday morning, starting at 10 a.m. with Postmodern Hoot Nanny, hosted by me, Ed Lehman, featuring you and exciting Americana music along with classic folk favorites. And that's followed at noon for two hours with the Acoustic Peace Club with me, Jeannie Holton, and Nathaniel Cox, featuring the best of folk and singer-songwriters with great topical songs and music that matters. Get your four-hour fix of folk music every Sunday starting at 10 a.m. right here on WMNF Tampa. What about my Taco Tuesday? This ain't the Food Network, Ed. Now you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. to hear Democracy Now! You can hear it every morning at 8 a.m. on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can hear it on your HD radio in your car or hear it online at WMNF.org forward slash listen. That's Democracy Now! weekday mornings at 8 a.m. on WMNF's The Source and 9 a.m. on our main channel. And it's replayed on The Source at 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon. Hi, this is Mitch Perry, reporter with the Ford of Phoenix and one of the co-hosts of the new public affairs show here on WMNF called The Skinny, where we give you the real straight deal. I'll be joined every Friday morning at 11 a.m. with my co-hosts, Ben Montgomery and Ray Roa, editor-in-chief with Creative Loafing, as we get in-depth on some of the biggest stories happening in the Tampa Bay area and Florida. That's this and every Friday at 11 a.m. a moment and have a look at your car. Does it spark joy for you? Does it even spark at all? When you're ready to say thank you and goodbye to your old ride, WMNF will be ready for you. Tidy up with a free pickup today. Go to WMNFcar.org for more. You are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Radio 88.5 FM. And this is your opportunity to call in and talk about maybe those new laws that are taking effect in Florida. We'll bring some of those up as we continue here on the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith, the second and the fourth estate crew. And um, taking your telephone calls, 813 239 9663-813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to join in the discussion. We've been talking about global events, global happenings, uh, neo-colonialism, uh, bringing up quite a few things, maybe even exploration and the dangers thereof and the business models that are under, that are being put together for tourism and exploration. So this is the Sunday Forum. 
keep it tuned right here we're also playing some great music especially to commemorate the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity and uh, also this is emancipation season where we've talked about freedoms being fought for throughout the world so this is the Sunday Forum and I see some of you are already calling you can also write us DJ at WMNF.org Walter Alright, alright We are back Here on the Sunday Forum On WMNF Tampa Sarasota, St. Pete My main man Mobilia in the studio with me Today we got Okay, so So listen, folks This is Black History Black Music History Month We are not gonna let this slip by Without having some good Good Funky music Something good to your ears. You hear me really in this background stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a rapper. Okay, <laughs> so um, listen. Uh, good morning to Dave Coleman, Mike Randolph. Good morning. Good morning, everybody watching us on Facebook Live. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Please call and tell your other friends to call to call in eight one three two three nine nine six six three. Make make a shoot. Make a uh, request. Something funky. Something funk now. Make a request something funky. Don't call in with something crazy that, that that's not within the funk genre. Okay? Come on now. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, we are um, looking at... Oh. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right. So, so yesterday, yesterday, uh, shout out to Robin Lockett, former candidate for city council and um, director, regional director for uh, Florida Rising. She did an outstanding job yesterday at uh, with a forum that she actually pulled off and organized with her staff um, at Florida Rising, where we discussed the issues of the day. Everything, Billy, that came from legislations uh, to issues that we're seeing in our society, uh, incidents that have happened, and addressing these issues. One of the issues that they popped up, uh, I say popped up, one of the issues that was discussed yesterday was uh, with law enforcement, and it had to do with the issue of gun control and, and the gun uh, legislations that have been passed down. So we were very clear about what those legislations were. Um, what we discovered in that discussion was that there are some real issues with the specifics. It is very vague. It is not. It is. It is repetitive in many ways, and does not clarify uh, the relationship between gun ownership and law enforcement. What does law enforcement say about these things? About your you're having a gun in this open carry concept. Because if you hear open carry, you're thinking, I can carry it on my hip, and, and there's no problem with it, right? But the issue that, that came up was, and the, the bottom line was, uh, that we need to consider a couple of things. One is the fact that there, because of the vagueness of the, of the law, the... And, and the, the ambiguity makes you think that you can do all these things so freely. And it's just not the case. And law enforcement was there from both the sheriff's office. Um, I, I know um, uh, Colonel uh, Anthony Collins was there from Sheriff Cronister's office. And we had TPD. Uh, and I, I cannot remember the brother's name that came from TPD. Please forgive me, brother. Uh, but it was, they were there, and they did an outstanding job. But I, I tell you this: one of the things that that was that was pointed out by these gentlemen was the fact that we need to not really focus so much on the 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 gun law itself, but really start focusing in on the realities of what's happening in our community. In other words, get some controls on our children. Give some controls on 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 our on what's happening in our community, so that we're so that we're loving each other, 
so that we're not looking at at, at shooting or, or killing. What, what are we doing? Right? I don't know what we're doing, but under one of the laws that it called a lot of people's attention that took effect yesterday was permitless carry, House Bill 543. Yes. And the Floridians can legally own a gun. Yes. Who, well, Floridians who legally own a gun will no longer need training or a permit to be able to carry a concealed firearm. Right. Norman, Norman Harris, Attorney Norman Harris, um, did an outstanding job in clarifying that information as well with the bottom line. And that was, that, that is the issue of the training. The training is, is the lack of training is what is, is being, um, is being emphasized there. Okay. Yeah, let's get the feeling people are going to get their gun training from watching music videos. Man, listen. <laughs> and movies. Listen, listen. We need to get a hold of this thing and get a hold of it fast. Uh, folks are going to get out there and they're going to end up getting locked up. And it's going to cause, it's going to create case law that will help to expand the law even more, right? And give more specifics to the ambiguity that does exist. And that's where the problems will come in. That's where the real problems will come in. Uh, we got a call. We got a call. We got a call. Yep. 813-239-9663. And sorry to everybody out there. Uh, the sound is not good on the Facebook on the Facebook page. So what we're going to do is we're going to play this on a loudspeaker for you so you'll be able to hear uh, the, best of, the best that we can create the, the audio for, okay? So uh, please listen closely or... Tune in on WMNF.org. Okay? All right. Let's go. Caller? Turn your Hello. telephone. Turn your, I'm sorry. Turn your radio down. <laughs> turn my radio down. Yes, definitely. Hello. 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 Alro. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Oh, good morning. Good. Good. Okay. Uh, I uh, thank you for your program, first of all. Uh, it is... Uh, uh, one of the only shows where uh, these sort of things can be discussed. Uh, uh, I, uh, I I do want to push back a little bit on uh, on a couple of things that were said. Uh, one, uh, the the police uh, quickly are uh, ready to blame the community for uh, the the problems that happen, uh, but but their job is to control the people. The job is to maintain people. In uh, a situation of of, uh, of uh, you know conditions of of, uh, of relative misery, uh, and and, uh, and keep them quiet, you know, as the capitalists uh, rip them off, uh, keep the people quiet, you know, under the gun, uh, and and I think that that's that's where the main uh, issues arise, uh, the uh, built-in, the ready-made uh, uh, prison, school-to-prison pipeline. Uh, the the uh, the misery of uh, yeah all right the uh, so anyway I, I mean I, I think it's a, it's a system that is built to hurt people to to uh, to rip them off to keep them uh, in in, uh, in in very uh, uh, in positions of, of servitude um, all across uh, but I, you know we I think we all do agree that. The black community gets the brunt of it, you know, the, the, the worst part of it. Uh, I also want to uh, talk about what was said before as it relates to... Hello. Hello, hello, we're here. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I had lost you. I, I'm, I'm on, a, on a telephone. Anyway, uh, on what was said before about Africa and, and uh, the role of Russia uh, or the Soviet Union at the time in, in, in Africa. And, and I think that... that uh, uh, if we think of uh, what was going on in the, in the Belgian Congo, uh, if we look at what was going on in, in, in Rhodesia at the time, in South Africa, in in, in all of the uh, in, in all of Africa, you know, uh, in, in, uh, I think I think we need to uh, see that the role that that uh, that the Soviet Union and that Cuba played were a positive one. You know, we're not. We, I don't think we should dismiss it like black and white and just uh, you know dismiss it. Oh, they were just uh, against the United States. I think that that uh, that they created a system right from the beginning that sought to put people first instead of capitalism. Where we put we put capital first, you know, capital more important than anything and everything. 
That's not to say that they didn't make mistakes. That's not to say that they didn't uh, uh, fall for the trap of, of uh, uh, overexpending on, on, on weapons and, and on a, on a tit-for-tat uh, uh, situation with the United States, you know? But, but I don't think we could dismiss them. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, they, they could have done a lot. Without getting involved in Africa, they could have done a lot better, uh, you know, fighting the United States in, in, uh, in other places, you know, uh, fighting them directly. So uh, I, I don't think we should dismiss that. I don't think we should dismiss the role of Cuba as, uh, as uh, in, according to the, the analysis uh, that um, uh, Mabili was making, uh, hitting that way, that dismissive. On on on, uh, on the Soviet Union uh, uh, would be uh, also saying perhaps that uh, that Cuba played a negative role, and I don't think so. I I think Cuba played a very positive role in helping to defeat uh, uh, apartheid. So uh, I you know I just wanted to to uh, you know to to talk a little bit on that and and uh, and, and uh, give uh, a, a uh, an, an opposing. Point of view. I think my point of view, uh, even though I only heard a, a couple of words from him, I think I think uh, 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 links up a little better with the uh, with the doctors that spoke, uh, you know, uh, a little while ago, around 15 minutes ago. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you pointed out. Is, is it still on? Okay, I'm glad you pointed out, Alvaro. Let, let me tell you what what uh, no no one. I, I, First thing, first of all, no one is dismissing the important role that Cuba played, the positive role that Cuba played in the liberation of African nations and getting people trained for um, helping African people to become trained uh, and even fight uh, in liberation battles that, that took place during the apartheid eras, uh, at the height of the apartheid eras, as a matter of fact, in, in many cases. Uh, but what what is disturbing, and and this is factual, is the is just as factual, is the point that um, Russia's involvement now, right now, is dangerously close, dangerously close, and smacks terribly of colonialism. Um, there is a a very um, and, and, and we do not, and, and no one on the African continent can can afford to um, have the type of relationship with Russia or anybody, any European nation for that matter, any nation for that matter, that would come in and possibly um, subjugate the people. Um, they, they, just, they just can't afford to do it. And, uh, you know, when we talk about resources and and, um, um, and and dependency on people for resources. Africa is trying to move away from dependency. They're trying to move away from dependency, and Russia has its coal. They have their their resources and things like that. Great, wonderful. Let them keep them. Wonderful. Africa needs to work on Africa, and so that is that is. And I, I make no bones about it. I make no no apologies for it regarding um, Cuba's, you know, not Cuba, um, but Russia's involvement in that. I fear BRICS. I fear BRICS because I think that BRICS is, is not a liberating thing at all. Not at all. I think that BRICS for African nations like South Africa uh, that, that, has, that joined in, for instance, um, was something that, uh, they just could ill afford to do. They just can't afford to do it. They need to focus in on themselves and strengthen their own, and they do have the resources to strengthen themselves by themselves. Um, but they, they've got to get rid, they've got to, to shoo away the colonial I, I, and neo-colonial powers. I, 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 can agree, I can agree with a lot of what you say, and I think that, that uh, yes, uh, Africa needs to look for itself, uh, uh, self-determination, definitely. Uh, needs to look at that, and that has to be uh, primary. Uh, I mean, they have to decide on their own what they're going to do. But right. but it seems to me that most most peoples in the world uh, look to have uh, self determination. In a in a uh, setup, uh, BRICS plays a very good role, a very positive role, where where the United States has been promoting war in in in, in, in African children, African kids, uh, killing one another. You know, they're sending them to war. You know, people having to to send the kids off to war. 
in in uh, in, in, in killing and in, in, in all of that. Uh, Russia and China have been very supportive of development of uh, Africa by Africans on, on I mean on, on an incredible level. I think that we that that, that we mm. borrow from uh, the United States uh, uh, attacks on on uh, on uh, on on uh, uh, Russia and China without understanding without noticing that the only thing the the United States offers on the other side is war, while they are you know even 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 with the uh, high-level dignitaries of Africa, if you hear them, if you, I, mean, I listen to a lot of their their uh, um, deliberations in in, uh, in in video, and uh, and and they say we, we can't even we can't even get a, a a passport, we can't even get a visa to get into Europe, you know. And when they, when we go in there, they treat us like you know like uh, like with their servants or something, you know. They, they totally mistreat us, totally abuse us. When we go to China. We're welcome there. We're welcome there, and they, and they want to uh, establish relationships that we feel are fair to us, are fair, you know, uh, to them, and are fair to us, and, and are able. To, we're able to dialogue, and we're able to negotiate, and we're able to do things that we feel better uh, uh, serve our communities in in, uh, in Africa. And and, and uh, so, and with Russia, you know, Russia's biggest uh, uh, confrontation right now in Africa. Is with the uh, is with the French kicking out the the, the French colonialists. So uh, I'm not saying that everything is clean. I, I'm I'm I am concerned like you about the uh, about the Wagner group or the Wagner group. Uh, you know I, I think that uh, the the leadership of uh, you know under this guy uh, Prokofiev uh, is is uh, you know is is very iffy. Uh, and, and I think they're involved in in the in the uh, in the mine industry and all that stuff too. So. Uh, I, I think I think that that I find problematic. You know, definitely I find problematic. I don't know enough about it, uh, but I don't think we could we could compare the uh, the role of the United States with the role of, of Russia or or China. Theirs has been positive, very positive for Africa, very supportive, very brother brotherhood like. The United States has been one of, of, of squashing them, of, of hurting them, of stealing the land. When when Ramaphosa of South Africa said we're going to we're going to take over land. Uh, and, and without compensation for 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 people for Black African people that, that don't have uh, land and and whose land had been stolen, the United States under Trump said, "Hey, you know, uh, we're not going to allow that. You know, you cannot do that." And and they forced them to back down. You know, so uh, joining BRICS, I think, is a liberating is a, is a liberating uh, effort for them, and it also breaks the monopoly of power in the world by the United States. You know, you have to have some counter, counterposing uh, uh, forces or else the United States just wipes everybody out, you know? Uh, you know, and it's not, it's, not a, uh, it's not a very kind force around the world, you know? Before, before the Soviets had the atomic bomb, the United States had threatened with obliteration, with total uh, obliteration, like threatened 25 countries per year to do to them what they did to Nagasaki and Hiroshima, you know? That's a, you don't allow us to, to take your resources, we're going to do the same thing that we did to, uh, uh, to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, until uh, uh, the Soviet Union, uh, um, Russia essentially got a hold of the atomic bomb, then, then the threats uh, dwindled down, then they, then they calmed down, you know? So I think we, we did live in a, in, a, in a much different world. But thanks. Thanks anyway. All right. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. The, all right. The, uh, the, the, the uh, you know, I, I, I have my reservations. I, I have my reservations with, with anybody. And, and that is, that is a, a logical feeling from someone who is black. You know what I mean? That has been to Africa and seen how these people interact. Let me tell you. Um, the, the the Chinese uh, have not been good actors. Uh, <laughs> uh, not 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 entirely. There are some people who have done some good things, but overall, they've not been good actors. Yeah, I mean, when Western countries reduced their financing, infrastructure financing, it created a void that China and Russia stepped in to fill. Now, Russia. Is a key arms exporter. That's basically all it really has to offer the world. It's it's, it's guns, it's arms. And so it made forays into the continent of Africa. But that also included, you know, 
the Wagner Group, the private military, right. the paramilitary group. I mean, yeah, they had some mining projects Russia did uh, on the continent, but the, those projects, even the mining projects, granted was granted to the Wagner, the Wagner Group. Right. And when it comes to China, yeah, China will put his money where his mouth is. It does put money on the continent, but usually in the form of loans. You know, they have some infrastructure finances, um, but China will do it in the form of a loan. And what does that do? It creates a debt trap. The same thing that the West has engaged in is no different. I mean, they will will do it it again. They built built many of the the runways and airports, uh, the infrastructure for it, roadways and bridges and things like that. And I'm telling you what, what Africans have told me who are in the ministries that, that are telling me they have a real problem with where, with the direction. Because at first, it sounded great. But then as it started progressing, they had a problem with it. And I'm not talking about something I heard. And, and, and you know, I think it might be, no, I'm telling you directly what has been told to me from people in the ministries uh, that they have some some real issues with what's going on in in Zambia, right? Uh uh, what was going on in Ghana? You know what's happening in Nigeria with these with these people that are there, and they are operating. I think, as as I said before, as bad actors on this thing. And what what troubles me about BRICS is the is while it's it is a I agree that there does need to be a challenge to. To us, to the United States, okay, to to the nation, right? Needs to be a challenge, of course. That's healthy, right? It's healthy to have those challenges because it for it keeps us honest. It keeps us honest. It keeps us on the strive to improve our economy, right? Um, because as we look at at the at the promise of America, as they call it, the promise of America is to do what? Is to create things ourselves is to do things here in America, in the born America, right? <laughs> born American. So, so, so do it. So do it. And, and, and let BRICS be a lesson to you as we go along with it. You know, stop yeah. thinking that you're going to go over to these nations and, and that's, that's, not, that's not how it's done. That's not how it should be done. There are people here who need jobs. They need jobs. And we need to be focusing in on creating those jobs, and making that a reality. Uh, we, we cannot continue to go out and, uh, and think that we're going to monopolize everything that's going on. Why? Because we're, we're the United States. No, that can't, that can't happen. That, that, that cannot, uh, nobody's going to continue to stand for that type of thing. And that's what we're seeing now is the, is the pushback on that. But definitely leadership matters. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Alvaro made a good point about how some of the uh, the United States has acted over the years, uh, but that that means leadership matters. I mean, when it came to South Africa, for instance, Henry Kissinger was the person in the ear of Richard Nixon, the president, who was telling R- Richard Nixon, "Stick with the whites," <laughs> you know, right. in South Africa, you know. But that's not the uh, that's not the same thing that would have happened. Under, for instance, a Barack Obama, you know, who would have understood the challenges and and did understand the challenges of the continent of Africa. Absolutely. And right after Barack Obama was 45, oh, who called it a, a, uh, a S-hole, S-hole country, you know, who because he didn't want to deal with any of the hard issues at all, unless it was just about, you know, the historical uh, behavior of of engaging in the same kind of debt traps, you more know, of the same thing. You know the yeah the infrastructural loans, especially through the World Bank. You know that you know once you miss the payment, if an African country missed the payment, then just the interest on the loan would indebt those countries. Right. So you know we get the same thing from China. So let's not delude ourselves into thinking that China's in it out of the some altruistic goodness of their heart. You know, they're in it for the money. Uh, man, you think, man, listen, 
you should hear the way people, um, uh, these people who are in the African nations that are saying this are speaking of this. This is not, they're not speaking of it very well. Not not highly. Not highly. And, and people uh, who are not who are not well versed on this type of thing are saying are 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 clearly clearly uh, that are clearly not in agreement with. Oh, I'm sorry. They're clearly not, they clearly don't understand what's going on if they're thinking that this is going to turn out to be something good. It is not okay. It's not okay. And I'm telling you. I'm telling you, they're saying it, and I don't know, I don't know what else to, what else to let people, what uh, what else I could say, to help people understand how bad this is. I really don't, and I, I'm I'm not in favor of it. I tell you that right now, I'm not in favor of it, um, and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Russia is is this great, this that and other. No, I'm not going to sit there and say that. Are you kidding me right now? I'm not going to say that. Why am I going to say that? Just like the, the mining projects, Russia's mining projects, according to at least one African analyst that says that that's, re, that's resulted in high levels of toxic metal compounds, right. pollution of groundwater resources, soil and vegetation. So they've got their problems. Do they care about them? Do they care to resolve them? I don't know. They're not showing it in their behavior. No. So, you know, one has to wonder if you, if you don't, if you just take it at face value, you don't question it, and if you don't learn from history, you know, to think that the, the United States is the only bad actor and that China and Russia are great actors is a delusion. I mean, we have to recognize that they have their own problems and bring their own problems and are just as imperialistic as economies. And once they're in trouble economically, they will retreat from socialism and retreat towards capitalism. They have done that. Both Russia and China. Uh, Leninism was notorious for that. You know, so... Let's not, I'm not here, you know, to delude myself or to delude the listeners, you know. I just think that, you know, we have to be, we have to be eyes wide open when we look at the world. Uh, there's somebody trying to call again. This is the Sunday Forum, 813-239-9663 is the number to call. You can also text us if you don't want to talk. You can text 813-433-0885. 813-433-0885. This is 88.5, your non-commercial community radio station. Taking your telephone calls here on the Sunday Forum. And Walter L. Smith, the second is your host, and I'm representing the fourth estate crew. Walter, you want to go back to the phone lines? Let's go back to the phone lines. Okay, Walter is in a tunnel somewhere in the basement. Go ahead, call I it. Am, I am. <laughs> I'm trying to get these yeah. dog on wire street, man. Go ahead, call it. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to forgot one thing that I forgot to mention. Just, just one, give me a little bit here. I wanted to talk about the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court of corruption of the United for the United States of America. I mean, we've got to focus in on this decision based upon how does this thing get here? How do these cases get here? You know, it seems that somebody can pay one of these justices to get their cases put on the docket. And stuff like you see in this case of where this Mr. Stewart paid and said he was representing a group of Asian students. And in fact, oh, yeah. uh, that didn't happen. And also you have the same thing with the, the art designer. The guy said, oh, I think that was Mr. Stewart, said that, hey, you know, I wasn't even, I'm married. I'm a single man. You know, I, mean, I didn't have anything to do with this. And it seems that these cases are getting to these dockets. Not seen, but these cases are thoroughly getting these dockets based upon graph. You got a Supreme Court Justice White making ten million dollars. You know, what we would call that was a a pharmacist, a dentist, or a physician, we they'd call that a kickback. So we got judicial kickbacks in order for you to get your case 
heard before the court. And then the decision was absolutely ridiculous. But you know, one clear way of represent of of of, of, of remedying this situation is that you know if you didn't apply the military academies, then all universities, including Florida University, need to sign up to become military, call themselves military academies, and then maybe affirmative action will apply to the University of Michigan School of Dentistry Military Academy, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or Florida State University Seminole uh, Military Academy. Academy. <laughs> That's Perhaps not going to happen. <laughs> will apply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. So, you know, we... we this, 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 this is ridiculous. You know, the 14th Amendment, what do you think it was, was written for? It was about, the, the, the ending in, about slavery. And the same thing happened with affirmative action in 1869 with that civil rights bill. With The same thing has happened where you've got Supreme Court justice, I mean, justice of the Supreme Court being paid by a plantation uh plantation owners and stuff to 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 to, to, to skewer their, their their minds in order to to to, to, to and implement a Jim Crow. Jim Crow is a direct result of the Supreme Court of Corruption of the United the Supreme Court of the United States of America, which we now should name the Supreme Court of Corruption and Injustice of the United States of America. And then you're gonna ask me to serve in Russia? You're going to ask me to serve in, in, in China, you know, to fight for, fight for, fight for this country, uh, you know, in my military uniform and then turn around. I come back and my, my, my family can't even vote. My kids can't even go to school. Now, what kind of foolishness is that? You know, we, I see we're, we're good enough, like they say in glory, stop a bullet for this country, but we're not good enough to, to participate and the values and all the other little things that we do here in this country. Again, you know, we've got a, a, a sort of wife, another one, a wife getting paid money and then filing the amicus curiae brief on behalf of the gentleman that uh, who who filed the uh, the the the, the uh, website lawsuit. Come on, come on, man! I wish that's stupid. They must think we're that stupid. This is nothing but judicial corruption, kickback. Is what we do. We want a case before the court. I had a case before the court. I wasn't able to take them on any fishing trips and and, and that sort of thing. And they denied my cert, you know. But uh, you know, this guy here, uh, Springer, he gets his case. Singer he gets his case denied. Takes the man on the fishing trip. Takes the man on his private jet and stuff. Something I couldn't do. And next, you know, he gets three and four cases heard and stuff. That's all I have to say, man. You know, I'm, I'm speaking my piece. All right, all right. Appreciate it, Doc. I think he raises a good point. You know, how does these cases get to the courts and um, they deny other other cases? They don't even want to hear some other cases. But when it comes to religious freedom, religious liberties, then it's going to get to this court. And why do we have a court like this that that wants to reverse the progress that we've made but give power to the religious right is because Mitch McConnell denied Barack Obama his right to name a Supreme Court justice when that right-winger Scalia died. You know, they decided to to stonewall Barack Obama for almost a year, almost two years seemed like to me, so that he couldn't get Merrick Garland a hearing. Mitch McConnell would not even let Merrick Garland get a hearing. So we were supposed to at least have that one moderate on the court to replace that right-wing extremist Scalia. And following that stonewall on Barack Obama, 45 comes in and names three justices. You know, so this was a total, this was a total violation of Barack Obama's right as a president of the United States to seat or get a hearing for a Supreme Court justice. And in the process, we lost that one seat, one opportunity, and they gained three on the fascist side. So now you can have this. They they are on their trajectory now to reverse what has happened in terms of progress in the last 50 years. It seems like the conservatives have hated 
this country where it has been since 50 years ago. The Voting Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act, uh, safe and legal abortion. They've dismantled yeah. everything that, that was progressive um, and, and good for this country. And reversed it. And reversed it. And, 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 and nothing, there was nothing substantive that's been done, and it has been nothing substantive that's been done, both at the federal or even state level. Not one. Not one thing. Um, Roe versus Wade, uh, Roe uh, rollback was bad. There was nothing good about that at all. No. Um, nothing progressive about what they've done at all. Uh, there, there's been no expansion of, of, uh, of health care. Uh, mm-hmm. To I mean, and in fact, they're allowing the doing? states to constrict Medicaid. You know, people so, who need Medicaid. So, so we got, we have what do we did? Um, diabetes, diabetes strips for for less now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's that's it. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. That this is bad. This is very bad. You have people who. Are who are reportedly going to be sending back any federal funding for anything with regard to the IRA? Mm. You know that's one. That's a very big concern. Is, is that this is going to happen? And and so, you know, how do we get? How do we get anything done? And that, and this is the same type of thing that happened under under Barack Obama's administration. The same thing happened. You know, how do you get anything done? You can't get anything done because they keep blocking everything. And when you have a Supreme Court that is, as the caller said, full of graft and corruption, you know, this is a Supreme Court that, yeah, they've been caught taking money from people who will be, who have a case in front of the court to some degree and would benefit or be hurt by defining or the the decision rendered by the Supreme Court. And these guys have allowed themselves to be given gifts, houses, and and money, and trips, and all of this kind of stuff without reporting it. If that happened to anybody else in government, and the oh, Supreme man, Court please. is a division of power in this country. And they worry about and, some damn Hunter Biden. Right. But what that's, you worry about him for? That's because they want to distract you from the graft and corruption that goes on on the right, especially in the halls of power like the Supreme Court. And then these guys don't even want to write rules. They don't even feel like they need rules. And who's going to force them anyways? It's, they are the, <laughs> the, last, uh, the last word on what is considered constitutional or not in this country. And who's going to control the courts? You know, who's going to tell them that they have to abide by some rules? <laughs> nobody. You know, nobody. Nobody. And, but what's to stop the court? I mean, the court doesn't have a, a police force. The court doesn't have an army to enforce its rules. So it's only got power because we say it has power. And we decide we're going to abide by its power. Uh, but... If the right wing doesn't and the states don't, then they go in and remake the law. But we act like we have, like, even on a local level, man, we act like we've lost our spinal cords. Right? We have no spine. The the Fed, the the, the state comes down with some bull crap um, uh, legislation that affects your home rule, and you mean to tell me you're not going to sue? Really? Right. (laughs) I, I don't understand that one. Um, hey man, what, what, what do we have? What do we have up line? What do we have lined up, man? What do we have lined up. We got, <laughs> we got the finest from Ooh. the SOS band. The SOS band. Let's do that. Let's but do we that. We do have a caller calling in All in right. the last few minutes of Let's the show. Do Let's do it. SOS band and the caller. Let's go. Okay, we'll start with the caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on Sunday Forum. You say what? Uh, how you doing today? All right. Okay, I was wondering, what do one supposed to do? when the Supreme Court and other courts, even the smaller courts, are doing stuff like that. Because when they had the insurrection, I called in and I understood with the people who did get mad and went and did what they did. But everyone was saying I was wrong. But what did you do when the government itself, and like you say, they do have an army. They don't have, I mean, you said the Supreme Court does, doesn't have an army. 
That's what all these police do. That's what all these uh, people who can kill us in the street is. Is that that's their own. So what do we do when the Supreme Court has never did anything significant? Is just pass their feelings around. What do we do when we know they're wrong? As a as a people, we can't vote them out. What do we do? Well, the people we organize and do and and do the opposite. We can also organize sue. We can obviously we can organize and do the opposite. Huh? What we do for it. Black people do so well. Oh, man, come on, man. I'm mad enough on. to tear and wash them down and burn it back down like it. I mean, what do we do? Again, there was more fascism if you go to burning it down. Right. And hope that they money stops spending because a lot of us like they money like they like they money. Okay, so now think about this for a moment. And, and, and this is where we fall short constantly. And you can go ahead and start putting this on now. Let me tell you where we fall short constantly is we keep talking about what we can't do. We sweep their floors, we throw out their garbage, we cook their food. You shut down You shut down any part of those basic things, and what do you think is going to happen? They shut down. They can't operate. They can't operate. And, and, and we just keep forgetting about the fact that they don't, you know, we have power, but we just don't use it. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't understand. You know what, what we gonna do? What do you mean? What we gonna do? That's what we gonna do. That's what we need to do. Organize and do it. Hey, right, we got another caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. You say what? And then uh, from Lakeland, I know. You, I know it's uh, toward the end of the show. Uh, it sounds like Walter's having a Britney Griner movement now. Moment. She's actually standing for the national anthem. <laughs> After being locked up in a Russian gulag, I suppose yeah, I you could. So. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, you have to you have to go hungry to understand what hunger is. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd like to see the source that Alvaro stated when uh, he stated that the United States was threatening multiple countries with atomic warheads. That would be interesting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> with 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 regard to the. Um, the Supreme Court decision, uh, first of all, on affirmative action, uh, I am pleased with the decision uh, because no one is saying that black students who are qualified will not get into colleges or universities. They will be continuing to get into universities and they will be continuing to get into colleges. The question becomes, will the upper elite colleges have the kind of, as they call, quote-unquote, diversity, whatever that means, I don't know if that's a quota system or not, will not have the pool of applicants that will not be able to compete and get into these elite Ivy League schools or the Berkeleys, what have you. So I'm trying to understand where's the fault with the decision because students will still be getting in. They may go to Amherst rather than going to Harvard. Uh, uh, but how do you know that's, that? That's just assuming that, that, that that's going to happen. Affirmative action was put in place. You, you're, you're assuming then that, affirm, that, that there's no need for affirmative action from day one. There's a need for affirmative action. And, 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 and I can tell you right now, if there wasn't a need for affirmative action, if, if it didn't exist... Uh, we wouldn't be in many of the places that we that we are right now, uh, <clears throat> because these people did not want us there to begin with. Right? How do you know they won't just tear up the applications again? And, right? You we know, don't have really, just ignore you. Yeah, come on, man. We we have we have no guarantee they're gonna they're gonna let let and and that's off merit. We're we're assuming off merit. I mean, I'm not assuming that that we're not that we're just gonna go just march in there because oh because. You know we're black. No, because we're black, and not because we're black, and there is merit behind us being there. And they're they're still qualified. Well, uh, hopefully you won't cut me off, Mabili. Uh First of all, there was a caveat to the decision that essays can be written, and 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 there's going to be ways around it. But you think it's constitutional 
to have Asians required that apply to Ivy League schools have a higher test score uh, than black students or any other student? Do you think that's constitutional? It's constitutional that what now? Do you think it's constitutional for equal justice for Asian students who are applying to Harvard have to have a higher score no. than black students? No. I mean, black students, no. black students, will, black students within the 50 percentile will get into Harvard. Asian students at the 95 percentile may not get into Harvard. I think that's terrible. And that's, that's not terrible. what, what was proven. That's, that's, you know. No Asian students were discriminated against. Yes, they were. Based on they what? Were. Those, those there, students. There, was, there, was a, there were a couple of cases like that. And, there and were it was cases where Asians were not admitted. Granted, the increase... Because they didn't make some extraordinarily high test score. It was absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. Um, but... but I'm, so you get rid you, of the whole system of affirmative action because no, of from, this test exactly. scores. Affirmative action needs to be rectified. If, if, if that if that's the case, if you if you're basing on that, then affirmative action needs to be need, needs to be tweaked. But let, let me, affirmative action doesn't need to be scrapped. Let let me say this: if you truly want equality, you get rid of the legacy admission. Does that include athletes? Yes. Well, that's how Michelle Obama's brother got in the Princeton six so, seven forward. He played for the basketball team. And that's how she got in, because of him. I mean, that's a fact. Because of him, when she's a lawyer. When she <laughs> she went for law school. Do you, do you want to go into the history of that? She practiced for four years mm -hmm. in Chicago. She gave up her law license in 93. She graduated in 88. She practiced in private practice for a year or two. Then she was an assistant for the mayor in Chicago. Listen, if you want to have equality, you would have all the students who were in a pool who could be admitted, and then you have a lotto system. Okay. Yeah. A lotto system. A lotto. <laughs> Whatever. No, this is how they're making it up as they go along. No, but, oh, is he gone? Oh, yeah. Man, we're about out of no, time anyway. Uh, yeah, we're out of time, man. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's 9.57, folks, 9.57 in the a.m. Uh, we have three more minutes before before the end of the show. Let, 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 me, let me just say this. Uh, there is no, there's no justification for the elimination of affirmative action. Yeah, None. except to reverse fifty years of progress. Exactly, and 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 you know, anyone who thinks that affirmative action had no merit is got to be blind. Got to be blind. We had at least one emailer who wrote, "There's no surprise." He says this email is not surprising the Zionists is applauding the end of affirmative action while supporting a Jewish-only state. Ooh. Uh, pretty deep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, one could look at it in that way. And, you know, we have a lot of apologists for white supremacists. You know, instead of just recognizing what they're up to, that they want to reverse progress. Right. They didn't want change in the first place. And now that they have the power at the Supreme Court to do what they want to do because they de deprived Barack Obama of his rights, then we got what we got. And why, why are we worried about how Michelle Obama? <laughs> right. Why are we worried about that? Yeah, Michelle this is, Obama, of all people, Michelle Obama. Of course. But this is, the, uh, this is the old Bill Cosby's argument they used to make. Why should Bill Cosby's kid has a right, have a right, have any idea? Uh, access special privileges and access to college than anybody else's kid. So this is a whole let's use the rich black people as a excuse to get rid of affirmative action. The second that their the second that their system works for us in some way <laughs> is a problem. It's, and we yeah. gotta get rid of that system. Right. Now. Just like right? the welfare system. It went to white women. Because they promoted, they needed, they needed to make sure that those white women stayed home and raised their raise kids their while kids. their kids, while their husbands worked, until black women started accessing that system, and suddenly it's got to go. <laughs> it's got to go. That's crazy, man. I, I, I cannot comprehend again 
why it is that these, these people just want to keep us from doing anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dog, no we can't plans. get to Harvard. We can't go to Yale. If you don't want, I'll tell you what, I saw this I saw this thing online earlier. If you don't want us there, cool. We'll take our athletes, too. <laughs> exactly. We'll take exactly. our athletes, too. How about that, sucker? Yeah. We don't, you, don't, you don't need our athletes. You don't need our athletes. You don't need, a, you don't need us cars. You don't need our athletes. We'll take them back. Right. <laughs> Shoot. Hey, listen. You listen to the sounds of the SOS band as we go out. Best you ever had. Listen, this is your host, Walter Smith the second, along with my main man, Mobilia, the fourth estate crew. And as always, from our voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Next up is the post-Martin Hootenanny. Well, man, yeah. Hey, listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you, folks. Look out. When it's voting time, vote. When it's organizing time, organize. Because when you think they're not paying attention, they are.